What's possible if you let go of the shoulds, right wrongs, and supposed tos? What could you create? Who would you get to be? And what would you experience as a leader, parent, colleague, or whatever hat you're wearing? What qualities would you bring to the space? This podcast will invite and empower you to step over the idea of waiting for tomorrow or for someday and begin today of forging hand in hand with your fear, your first bold leaps towards the life, team, or business that truly fills you up and inspires you. Hi, I'm your host, Rebecca Zimmerman, executive life and leadership coach and recovering perfectionist. If you believe it's time to step out of the rat race and into your own success on your own terms, you're in the right place. Welcome to Trailblazing Growth. Welcome back. Today's episode is about boundaries. And I know that boundaries has been used a lot, a lot, a lot in today's society of like, you just need to set your boundaries. You just need to stand for your boundaries. And it comes from like a place of you should and you need to. And so it's like living in that same spectrum of like shame and guilt and then like self-shame and like it's easy to spiral down into that. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what is a boundary, how we think we're creating clear boundaries and we might not be. So it's kind of like that self-inflicting wound of like, we're not really being clear and then we have this wound afterwards and then there's shame attached to it. So we're going to talk about that how to identify if an unspoken boundary has been crossed. Like how to actually know, like, do I have a boundary here? And why do we avoid stating boundaries? Like, why do we avoid setting boundaries? And then what to do with all of this? And like, how do you actually put this in practice? How do you move forward? So what is a boundary? Plain and simple, it's telling somebody else what's okay and what's not okay. So what about those times where we think we are creating a boundary but we're not really creating a boundary. And so what to look for there is if you're out to set, like if you're, if you're on the quest of setting a boundary, notice if you're being suggestive, notice if you're writing emails using, we often do it this way, or we typically try to X, Y, Z. The words often or typically or try is really being suggestive. It's not standing in a place and being firm and saying, hey, this is how it's done here. If you want to work in this environment, this is what it looks like. If you want to come stay over at my house, like this is what it looks like, or this is what's okay. Versus, well, we we try to eat, we try to put him to bed at 7 p.m. Versus he goes to bed at 7, like telling a babysitter that. Or we typically try to give him a vegetable with a protein for every meal versus he needs a vegetable and he needs a protein for every meal. Like if you're telling a babysitter this. And so notice that if they don't do it the way that you're suggesting to them, the whole suggestive language of like, we typically try to, the suggestive language, does it piss you off afterwards if they don't do it? Let's say they just keep feeding. I'm going to use this babysitting idea babysitting analogy for this example of if it pisses you off that they keep feeding your child mac and cheese, but they never add that side dish of peas. They never add that side dish of broccoli and it pisses you off. Notice 
What language, like notice the language that you used leading up to that. And then notice that, notice what prompted you to use the suggestive language. Typically people use suggestive language because they're scared of being direct. They're scared of being firm because the relationship that they have with directiveness or direction or being firm is you end up not being liked. You end up not receiving love. You end up being excluded. And so you're scared of that because you ultimately want to be included. You ultimately want to be accepted. You ultimately want to be loved. And so in order to protect yourself from being loved, being liked, being accepted, in order to keep yourself safe, the commitment shifts to, I'm going to be suggestive. And then it's that self-inflicting wound of, crap, I was suggestive about the vegetables. Now I'm pissed off that my kid's not getting vegetables. And then it's like you're creating the environment that you are seeking to avoid of, well, do I just keep going down this this path of like my kid never getting vegetables or my kids sometimes getting vegetables and like I just keep being pissed off or now I might be shaming myself because does he really need to eat vegetables every meal? Like, is it that big of a deal? And now you're trying to backpedal yourself out of this or you're trying to water down your own needs. There's just lots of shame slapped on top of shame, all coming from a place of trying to protect the little person inside of you of, You just want to feel liked. You just want to feel accepted. So you want to avoid being directive, avoid being firm. So you're going to be suggestive. And so it's really nuanced. But in the moment, you think you're setting a clear boundary. You think you're setting a clear boundary and then you're pissed afterwards. And so that's just an area to notice. It's a great place to practice that no matter how well you orchestrate yourself in the moment, you never have control over someone else's reaction. And so when you're practicing being firm here in the moment with this person, when you're practicing being directive in the moment with this person, if you're practicing coming from a commitment of nourishment, let's say, like let's say you're committed to providing nourishing meals for your child, you're no longer coming from this yin yang. Like I'm either you know, suggestive or I'm directive or I'm like submissive and suggestive or directive and firm. And so you kind of move off of that spectrum. You move out of that paradigm. If you're choosing to come from a commitment, it's like I'm committed to my child having nourishing meals. And so coming from that commitment, it's no longer about I want to be loved and I want to be accepted. Like sure, that might show up. And in that moment, you can say, hey, old friend, I hear you. I see you. I see that you want me to be scared of not being liked. I see you that you want me to be scared of not being accepted, but I'm going to choose to come from this place of being committed of the value of nourishment for my child. And I'm going to practice leaning into this kind of like uncomfortable thing. And I'm going to do this over and over and over again. And I'm going to create new data. I'm going to create new evidence to show me that by being this way, by coming from this commitment, or even if you still relate it to us firm or or directive, by being directive, by being firm, you can create, intentionally create new data points for yourself to reinvent your relationship with being firm and learn that you can still be loved afterwards. You can still be accepted. 
that they still do accept you, that they still do like you. And if your fear does come true, that's the place of really practicing the mindset of you cannot control other people's reactions. You have no control over how someone else might react, despite how well you orchestrate yourself. That other person has an entire database different than yours and years of different experiences leading them to different interpretations, different paradigms, and you don't have control over how they react because of all of the different paradigms and interpretations they have. So if you accepted and really honored that you had no control of how they responded, you really accepted that, like if you really believed that, what would you choose? Would you choose to continue being suggestive with your language or would you choose to come from a different place? So that's one area to really hone in on. The other one is like, how do you identify if a boundary has been crossed? Like, how do you identify unspoken boundaries? And that's typically you're pissed afterwards, right? Like you have a negative reaction. Or let's say you've just agreed to something that you don't want to do and you didn't really know that you didn't want to do it in the moment. Do you have dread immediately happen? Are you dreading what you've agreed to? afterwards are you like is there any sort of dread that comes with it that's typically meaning a boundary has been crossed do you lay awake trying to convince yourself that it isn't a big deal or that it's you that needs to loosen up if something happened if your child keeps being fed of macaroni and cheese only and no vegetables just using this as an example do you lie awake trying to convince yourself that this is not a big deal it's being nourished all the other times that means a boundary has been crossed that means that they're like something that is not okay is being done and a statement needs to be made. So these are all great indicators that a boundary has been crossed. All right, I'm quickly jumping in to tell you about Heal the Bullshit Hustle. It's a mastermind beginning this April and it's for the fierce female treading water, running herself ragged, who's ready to step in her power, work less and find her joy. This woman feels like she's on a hamster wheel, always on the go. She has a thousand hats, which come with even more responsibilities. Her brain is always on. She doesn't feel like she has real friends and she really wants them. Her personal life is left with the breadcrumbs and she doesn't know what joy or pleasure even feels like anymore because she's always hustling. I'm here to tell you, it doesn't have to be like this. I know because I was her. I'm here to help women step into their power without burning out. It's my mission to help women just like her move past the self-defeating behaviors and crappy inner chatter into a freedom and pleasure-filled life that she desires. The life where she takes exotic vacations and doesn't lose everything that she's worked so hard to create. She gets to rest guilt-free. You know, when you actually rest and you're not judging yourself as being lazy or you're not thinking, oh my gosh, I have to go clean the closet out in order to feel productive. That's guilt-free rest when you don't have to think about that stuff. And she has real friends and her smile returns and she feels energized and vibrant and she trusts her intuition more than she can imagine was possible to give her access to this ease-filled life. If this resonates with you, then this is for you. Click my show notes and register for my Heal the Bullshit Hustle Mastermind. Two coaches, one sisterhood. It begins in April of 2023. All right, back to the show. So why do we avoid stating boundaries? Well, avoiding discomfort. 
people don't like to go against the grain, that people like frictionless experiences. They don't like to create friction. And so a frictionless experience is going along with the grain. It's going along with what everybody else is saying. It's, it's just it's not being the person who says the opposite thing. So people avoid stating boundaries. And so what that is, it's effectively shifting your commitment to what you want, what's okay, what's not okay, and shifting that into not upsetting them or not rocking the boat in any sort of way. And so your entire commitment shifts and it's a way to get by unscathed kind of surface level while deep inside of you, your own peace is being disrupted. And so you're being agreeable. It's coming from a place of like you suffer through situations. I might as well suffer through this situation and be agreeable because I want a frictionless experience, but a frictionless experience is causing me internal turmoil. It's causing me to question my own ethics. It's causing me to question my own needs. It's causing me to lay awake at night. It's causing me resentment. It's causing me to not want to go to that work engagement because I don't want to put myself in that position. It's causing you to stay home. It's causing relationships to falter. And so it's it's this huge ripple effect of really avoiding discomfort and avoiding stating boundaries. It works in a different way too of being agreeable for commitments. So being agreeable in the moment of like, oh, it's okay, go ahead and eat that. Go ahead and keep serving him that because I want a frictionless experience. But then on the flip side, being overly agreeable with what you're committing to in others, they they typically work hand in hand. It's like you're loose with boundaries while you're also like, overly generous with commitments. It's like you keep saying yes to more and more and more things. And so you're agreeable to more and more people in front of you because you still don't want to create that frictionless experience. So you don't want to create the frictionless experience over here by saying, hey, that's not okay. And then you don't want to create the frictioned experience by saying, hey, that's not okay. And you don't want to create the frictioned experience of actually, no, I can't commit to that right now. So somebody says, hey, can you bake muffins for the school bake sale and you really don't want to, but then you say yes. And then the next person says, hey, can you draft this memo and have this done by tomorrow? You really don't want the friction there. So then you say yes. And that's the next thing. Hey, can you pick up Susie Q, you know, with your child tomorrow? And you were, you already knew that you had a tight schedule. And like you said, yes, to picking up Susie Q from school with with your own child. And so it's commitment after commitment that you're agreeing to. And then when you have overcommitted yourself with all of these things, that's where stress builds up. That's where you're not fulfilling on all of your commitments shows up. Then that's where the ripple effect, the natural byproduct of that is the faltering of relationships. Because now people don't believe you, potentially. When you say, yes, I'll do something, it's like the last couple of times they said yes, they actually didn't fall through or they were late. And so I don't really believe them if they say yes again. So I'm just going to go ask this other person or whatever the situation might be. And I know we're kind of getting off track of, of boundaries, but it's, it's about that it being agreeable in the moment that's leading you down this path of unfulfillment. 
And when you're being agreeable and overly generous with commitments, then it's leading others to feel betrayed and that lack of trust. And when you're being agreeable in the moment to boundaries being crossed, it's like betraying your own self and not having your own self-trust to be in the moment, be with the mess of the moment. So the question here is like, what is it that you get to avoid by being agreeable in the moment? Something to really ask yourself of what do I get to avoid? I get to avoid friction. I get to avoid people looking at me. I get to avoid that feeling of like, oh crap, am I going to be unlikable afterwards? But then what becomes like not possible? What becomes impossible for being agreeable? And I know when I ask this question to folks, a lot of times they say, well, nothing's impossible. Like everything's possible. But really in this moment, what becomes impossible by being agreeable typically is quality of relationships. It's inner peace. It's trust. Those are just some examples to to ponder of what do I get to avoid by being agreeable in this moment? It's all of the things that come easy. But then what becomes not possible? What am I sacrificing by always being agreeable? Well, I'm sacrificing my own integrity. I know that's typically strong for people. I don't hold my own commitments up. And now I just feel like I'm my own integrity is always faltering. And then, which makes me want to agree to more so then I can prove to myself. And then it's just like the spiral keeps spinning. The next place to look is like, how often is it that you see yourself suffering through a situation, suffering through confronting moments, come from a different place, come from a place to stand for something, stand for a value or stand for a commitment and choose through that. Standing for the value of nourishment. I'm going to choose to stand through the value of nourishment and say this thing of, I want vegetables and a protein served to my child when you are caring for him and standing for those values. Because then when we stand in those values, we can come from that headspace and be more objective. If we're coming from a place of, I'm scared they're not going to like me, this is going to be a hard conversation because it's going to be full of friction because I have to stand for my boundary and I'm telling them this is not okay. Like you can hear that headspace of like, oh, I just want to dig my heels in and just avoid this whole thing. And I'm going to be emotionally hooked in the moment. And they're going to say something that's going to trip me up. And I don't know if I'm going to have the right answer, which is then going to make me look more like a fool. And so this is the inner dialogue that people have. And it's so, so common. And so the way to disrupt that or interrupt that dialogue is to stand for the value or stand for the commitment of, I want nourishing meals for my son. And this is what it looks like. And the idea of like what you resist persist. So I, I like to dovetail that in of that feeling that you hate and that you keep avoiding. Every time you suffer through and you don't say something, that feeling will continue to persist inside of you. Or that experience that you hate that you keep kind of suffering through, that experience will keep showing up. It will persist. And it's up to you to interrupt it. It's up to you to change the dialogue. It's up to you to stand for something different and come from that place of value, come from that place of commitment and use that as your lens to make those confronting decisions. Use that as a lens to make those, have those hard conversations. And all of a sudden, the word hard and confronting will fall away 
because you're so strong in your footing. You're confident with where you stand. There is no right. There is no wrong. You want to provide a nourishing meal. There's nothing wrong with serving macaroni and cheese, but when you keep doing it perpetually, then the value of nourishment kind of falls away. And so then there's the additions that need to come in. So coming back to kind of boundaries being the building blocks, it's really the building blocks of intimacy and relationships because you're being intimate and you're sharing something vulnerable in the moment. And it's vulnerable because there's risk involved. You don't know what they're going to say, how they're going to receive you. So it takes practice developing this muscle to reinvent the way that you relate to stating boundaries and standing for boundaries, just like I was saying. Like if you see it as like, this is a boundary and this is going to be hard and there has to be a hard line versus you continuously practicing this, you continuously putting your voice and expressing yourself in the moment. And maybe you start with safe people and you get your footing with safer people in your life. And then you can start getting your footing with people who feel a bit more unsafe or you you can start to do it with people who are strangers or maybe strangers are more safe for you than people who are close to you. I don't know. But it's starting small and growing into a larger way of like what you feel unsafe with to learn that despite how well you try to show up, you can't control other people's reactions and what you resist will persist. And coming from a different place other than, oh crap, I have to stand for my boundary of, you know what? I'm going to choose through the value of safety. I'm going to choose through the value of nourishment. I'm going to choose through the value of whatever your value is and come from that place and stand from that place because it allows you to have that maintain that objective mindset the entire time to reduce the chance of being hooked by emotion. So that's the practice is in the moment, notice if you're suffering through, notice what you're afraid of, start practicing small, express yourself, express what you're resisting. Typically it's like people are resistant to expressing what they're resistant to. Like they're resistant to the resistance. Notice what you're resistant to. I'm resistant to him only eating mac and cheese. And I can tell that I'm actually resistant to expressing that in and of itself. And so there's the boundary. There's the place to come from value. There's the place to come through with commitment. So thanks so much for listening. Keep trailblazing growth and setting those boundaries, standing for those boundaries, coming from a place of commitment, coming from a place of inner values, and taking those bold, messy, imperfect leaps. If you'd like to connect, send me an email to coach at trailblazersgrowth.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at trailblazersgrowth. Finally, make sure to check out my website, trailblazersgrowth.com for all details about individual coaching and upcoming group programs. See you next time.